time is always against us, etc., etc. No one can be told what the Matrix is, blah, blah, blah. You gotta see it to believe it. Time to fly. And here we go. It's the comic, the comic, comic, comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies for Nerds New Bully. Me host Leroy, aka the Red Pill Popper, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, aka the Stormtrooper of Love. There you go. Does that mean you also miss? <laughs> <laughs> I pull out. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. And I can't yes. See this, yeah, this shit gets fogged up. <laughs> oh man, I thought you were gonna like go the whole time in that. I was gonna see how long I you like. Remember, I tried to do that in a Black Panther mask too, and I couldn't make it. So. <laughs> yeah and we're back with another episode and yeah for one thing that don't know what happened of course this is the day after you know the day after christmas you know the big day everybody got a chance to spend time with their family uh eli you gave us a slight little preview of what you got for christmas so yeah i was uh, a good boy this year santa 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 slid, slid through gotcha so no coal in your stocking you know so you actually <laughs> got some good stuff in there so i mean what was so what you got you got the the Stone Trooper helmet, which I yeah the almost, uh, the, I, the black I almost, series. I almost thought you had that already. No, I I actually okay. had one of these years ago, like a Halloween version, like a mm -hmm. cheap twenty dollar one. It was like plastic, and like these are all like stickers and shit, you know, mm -hmm. like decals. This is the black series helmet, and it's pretty fucking detailed. Like I've been just like holding this, almost like slept with it, like a teddy bear. I've been just like holding it and like looking at all the details and shit. You know, because I never seen a stormtrooper helmet like up close like this, you know, like a real detailed one and shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I've been just kind of like yeah, admiring it and like cuddling it and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Making nice. out with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, what did I get? I got. Here's the thing. It sounds mundane. It sounds simple, but I'm actually happy for it. I got. Three months Xbox Game Pass subscription. Oh, that's there you it. go. That's all I got. But that comes that's in handy. That's all I wanted. Because I yeah. wanted, I wanted to get Halo. I wanted to get Skyrim. I wanted to get Gears of War. I got it all now. And plus, <laughs> I didn't even know it had all the EA Pass stuff on there, so I can download Madden. I can download uh, Battlefield, also like that. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving. I'm just like, what am I gonna do with all these games? You know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just enjoying myself, man. Oh, uh, now here's the thing. Like, what? What about? Uh, did you get a chance to, like eat with the family stuff like that? And uh, I went over to my well, Anthony, ex, uh, you know, Geek Savs. Like, he had a big shindig at his place. I went over there and hung out and ate some food and you know got all festive and shit. And yeah, it was cool. It was a good time. Cool. Uh, I didn't get a chance to eat with the family, but I think my dad went over and got some food from my aunt's house, stuff like that. But it's like a bunch of aunt, a bunch of my aunts that cook food, so I don't know who made what. So whoever made the chicken tetrazzini, if you're watching this podcast, shout out to you. <laughs> uh, 
And guess what? The next morning, we still had banana pudding left. A little bit of banana pudding left for leftover. So I'm just in the kitchen like this the whole time. You know, just like, yes, <laughs> banana pudding. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just enjoying myself, man. So, yeah, like I said, this, uh, for the most part, it was a fun Christmas. Uh, I got what I wanted. Honestly, I'm not complaining about my present because I've been, like, buying stuff for myself all year long. I've been buying games left and right, put all this crap into my computer and stuff like that. So I got everything I want. You know. Yeah, and I'm pretty easy to buy for. I just give me some Star Wars shit, and I did. We're guys, man. You give look. <laughs> any women that's watching this, socks and underwear. That's it. That's all you need. We're good. Because trust me, we always need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, you know, don't worry about always spending money on video games and Xbox. Like I know some chick that uh bought her boyfriend a PlayStation Five. Like really? You're okay. You love him. Uh, Christmas was fun. Six one six man, what are you doing? Glad you had fun with Christmas. You know. All right. That being said, let's get back into care. Let's actually get to the podcast. We actually got a lot of stuff to talk about because for some reason, even though it's supposed to be a chill week for everybody, a lot of stuff dropped that we're gonna get a uh get get the sink our teeth into. Before we do that, first thing we're gonna do is bring back the old classic that people have been asked to bring back. Uh, and Eli, you know what it is. Who who is this? What do we got here? Scope sexy. Scope, oh no. Sexy, scope. No, scope pexy. So scope exy. What up? What what up? Welcome. <laughs> yeah, glad yeah. glad you're listening. Uh so yeah, we're gonna bring back a classic and let's see what we got here. Uh make sure you spell like oh, a we, we'll get to it. Guy. We're gonna get to we're, it. We're gonna get to it. <laughs> Never dying franchise. We're gonna get to we're gonna we're gonna get into the meat of that franchise. Before we get into it, we got some other stuff we're gonna talk about. Could we bring back a classic? We're gonna bring out the box office numbers. So Eli, give it to me. What was the number one movie of the week? It was Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man. <laughs> Once again, Spider-Man far from, uh, what was, No Way Home. This was No Way Home from here. And he did, what did we do? 81 million just this week alone, which actually makes it the first pandemic era uh, movie in the last two years to hit a billion dollars. And it did in it a in week. a week. In a week. In a week. So the fact that nobody watches movies again we're doing oh, it from Brazil. From Brazil. Damn, we're in, taking an international. We're international. We, whoa, whoa, okay. Worldwide. Comic book movies. Hey, hey worldwide. Papi. <laughs> worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> the uh the comic book bullies of nations. What was that shit, Batman comic you read the last week? <laughs> oh, uh incorporated. Oh, yeah, that one. That's right. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh Spider-Man hit a bill. Yes, it hit a billion in a week. Last year, last week when we talked about it, it did it outgrow Shang Chi's entire box office, was the highest grossing domestic movie in a week by itself. So it did a hundred, it did a billion by itself. Now here's my thing, Eli. I really want to talk about it because you know people are already out. They're blaming Spider Man for this, blaming Spider Man for that. The reason because all the other movies that came out was a hit. Because let's look at all the box office numbers. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read them one by one, but we got what we hear. Uh, we got Matrix Resurrection on there, but we got West Side Story. You got Licorice Pizza. You have, what was that, Nightmare Alley movie? So all this stuff is there, but they're saying they're blaming Spider-Man on those movies' box office return. You know what I say to that? Bullshit. Because if Spider-Man wasn't playing, were we really going to watch those movies in the theater? Was anybody going to go? I don't think so. Probably. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. those those theaters were packed when Spider-Man was there. It was like, because think about it. Okay, so Spider-Man did all these crazy, insane numbers like that. But for the last two years, nobody went to the theaters. And keep in mind, before everybody say Marvel is bulletproof and Marvel can't be touched, and of course, a Marvel movie brings everybody out, Marvel dropped four movies this year. Three of them flopped. So 
they're no longer bulletproof just like anybody else is. They all get hit. They all get touched. Spider-Man bailed them out just like it did everybody else in the movie theater. So that's all I had to say about that. Um, but I am worried about Matrix Resurrection getting beat by scene two. But like I said, <laughs> you, you know. Is that is but, that an animation? Yes, it's animation. Okay. But you got to yeah, remember one of them. It's a kid's <laughs> movie. Plus one of them is in, is, you can watch it at home legally, you know. And the other one, you know, is at the theater. So you can't really compare that. Yeah. However, so if you Eli, couldn't get into Spider-Man, you go see Sing. You go see Sing. People are going to see. And, and, and you got some people that probably want to do both or one or the other anyway. But here's the thing. People saying comic book movies are bulletproof, right? This list proves that wrong. Because there is a comic book movie on this list, not named Spider-Man, that nobody saw. <laughs> Kingsman. I can't. I can't oh, you can't yeah, see Did that come out? Yeah, yeah it did. I, I need my glasses. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I need glasses too. I, you always see me squint on this podcast anyway. But yes, the the Kingsman is on. Was that actually oh. is that actually a comic book or is that just a sequel to the comic book movie? I tried to do research and I couldn't remember. I, I do know the first one is a comic book movie, and there yeah. were sequels to that comic book. Now, whether yeah. or not this was the sequel to that comic book, I don't know. I'm gonna do some research on it, but at the same time, I mean. Hell, half of the Marvel movies are just made up shit anyway. They're just based off comic books. So let's count this too. It, it may, mainly it's a comic book franchise, completely flopped. No one cared. Nobody saw it. So that just proved disproves everybody's theory that comic book movies are bulletproof. They're not. They can flop just like every other movie can, uh, unless you're Marvel, because <laughs> Kingsman is Marvel. So yeah, um, yeah. That being said, we can move on there because, like I said, everybody wants to just jump right into it. They want to talk about the Matrix. Everybody saw the Matrix. What is the Matrix? Intelligence wasn't his problem. David Beck, what's going on? Uh, glad you got you here because, oh, what do we got here? Kingsman is still a thing. I heard the new one is a prequel. Yes, the new one is a prequel, but I think the second one shit the bed so hard that I think that's why nobody cares about this movie or the franchise in general anymore. Eli, did you see the second one? I did. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I actually liked it. I didn't see it in the theater, of course, but when I did finally saw it, uh, I was like, wow, this is pretty good. That's the thing. I never saw it because everybody says that it sucks. It was like, no, oh, it's, it's terrible, you know, because I, I love the first one. I yeah, love the first, first one's awesome. dope. This, if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. It's more of the same. You know, it's, it's okay. you know, ba- rated based R. Off, yeah, it was cool. I dug ba- it. Based off your recommendation, I'm going to check it out because they actually, I think they have like a a special on iTunes right now. You get both of them for like $15. Like, well, the first yeah. one and the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they give me a chance to watch it before we get to the third one. Oh, uh, but yeah, like I said, we're just going to jump into it. We saw a movie. We Everybody saw a movie. Well, some people saw a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the box office and we don't, they didn't release HBO numbers. But yeah, The Matrix Re- uh, Resurrections dropped this weekend on around the time of Christmas. You could have went to the series and thought, saw it. Obviously, nobody did. But you could also watch it on HBO Max because it was on HBO Max. If it was there, you could see it. And what I'm hearing, I want everybody to know this HBO Max thing, this gravy train we've going on, we just watch movies at home. It ends with Matrix Resurrections. It stops now. They already yeah. said in 2022, it's back in the theaters. So all yeah, the movies that, that back. That kind of bums me out because I was I was enjoying this. <laughs> right. But I'm thinking, and then in the long runs, I think it hurts them. Because, I mean, if it was profitable for them, they would have kept it going. But obviously, I think it hurts, and that's why they're like, "Nah, we're gonna split." So plus, plus they piss off the directors and the, and the cast and members and stuff like that. Anyway, you know, nobody wants another Scarjo situation. So, <laughs> just, you know, just go ahead, uh, put the movie in the theater, then put it out on HBO Max. You know, maybe forty five days later, something like that. Because I think that's what they're gonna do with the Batman. Then they said the Batman is coming forty five days after theater release. So, 
even then, even with that 45-day release, I think that's still going to hurt the box office. Because, okay, I can watch the movie now and pay for it and go to the theater and get, you know, the Unicron virus. Or I can just wait six months from now, well, six weeks from now, which is a month and a half, and watch it at home. You know, I can just do that. Because that's the way it was with Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, when it was in the theaters, people really didn't talk about it too much. They heard about it, but then people talk about it. When it released on Disney+, Plus. Then you start getting the internet chat about it. Oh, I saw this. Oh, this happened. Oh, that happened. So people were kind of waiting for that. And I think that's the kind of the trend what people are waiting for now. So that's what's going on. But like I said, we talked about the Matrix Resurrections online, Eli, briefly. I kind of got a feel what you thought about the movie. You kind of got a feel what I had about the movie. But now we're going to deep dive into it. We're going to, you know, get into it and see what happens. We're going to go down the rabbit hole. We're, we're going to go down the rabbit hole. I, we're uh, taking uh, the red pill. S- s- symbolism. <laughs> oh, now, I, didn't ta- I didn't take any notes, so, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I took I took some. I didn't go do I, I know I, I said I'm going to do a PowerPoint. I'm not going to do a PowerPoint. I'm just going to jump but, into But I, I've been talking about these movies for 20 years, so. <laughs> right. And I, and I think we do need to uh, preface ourselves before we jump into, like, people need to understand, they check the temperature on us about how we feel about the Matrix franchise and all. Now, for those who don't know, we actually did an hour and a half long review of the first Matrix movie. It was me, oh, Eli, right. Gomer, yeah, some Jules other guys. and Adam, Jules. like, yeah. We used to do that. I miss those days. We should do that again. I I, I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> Gomer says he can't because family issues. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. But the thing is, I think we, we talked about the Matrix one movie, but we didn't talk about the other ones for obvious reasons because that's when opinions of the franchise started getting divisive. The first one, yeah. universally beloved. Second and third one, people had different opinions on it. Me personally, I thought they sucked. That's just me. I, here's my thing about the it ain't just movie. you it ain't just me uh, right uh, well, on this podcast it's just me <laughs> yeah because like i said my thing about the majors i think that any honestly I've, I've watched these movies so many times that my enjoyment of these movies are based on how much time they spend in zion that's my thing so the first one no zion talk about it was there second movie begins with zion hated it once it got out of zion that movie slapped that movie was awesome i love that seems to be the consensus people just don't give a shit about the real world i basically and the third one and the third one was all about zion so like i don't give a shit until they got to the end where they had the dbz goku and vegeta fight in the rain i was like oh this shit is awesome you know so that's my thing with this one so am i a diehard matrix fan not really play some of the games stuff like that but i i appreciate the franchise but Eli, how do you feel about the franchise before we jump into this? Um, I I'm one of the few that loved them all, um, so, uh, and that's pretty much going forward with this one. I really looked forward to it to this one. I was really excited about it. I was really uh, wondering what they were going to take, what what direction they were going to go. Um, and yeah, it's another thing I think we yeah. need to put out also because you were hyped for this movie. I wasn't. That's right. You were yeah. saying it was going to suck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it might. It just might. <laughs> <laughs> like before it even came out, I didn't see. Like I barely paid attention to the trailers. I don't even think I saw the trailer. I think I saw the first one and, and didn't even care about the other ones. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I liked them all. I think they all yeah, they they all have different things to say. They all the thing about the Matrix movies is they make you think. They it's full of symbolism and layers of all these different ideas. And I like that. 
I like doing that. I, I like when art makes you think and re- makes you read between the lines and the underlying social or political commentaries that movies or comics or whatever, shows, music, anything that makes you think. Uh, I, I dig that. Makes you analyze and, and leaves an impression. And that's what these movies did. All of them. All of them did with me. Um, so, yeah, I, and I, that's what I enjoy, you know. Okay, so now we can jump into it. Like I said, since you have the more positive opinion of these movies, I'm gonna let you start off first and just what what did you think about the movie? Get down to brass tacks before we deep dive and get jump down this rabbit hole. What do you think about the movie? I thought it was okay. <laughs> what? Okay, it, it didn't blow your socks off. Wait, okay. No, it didn't. It did not blow me away, and I think that's what I was expecting. I was mm-hmm. expecting this to blow me away like the originals did. And that's just me having high expectations. And when it didn't blow me away, I was like, eh, okay. But that's not saying I just still didn't enjoy it. I, it still made me think. It still was like a, com- a social commentary on the world we live in. It basically said the same things that the other one said, only in an updated modern uh, way. You know, it, it addressed the world that we live in today. Um, and that's what I enjoyed about it. it. It did make, after watching it, it did like, I did start thinking about it. And like I said, like I, these movies make you think, they leave impressions. And I, after watching it a second time, I appreciated it a lot more. But, um, but no, I have issues with it. I thought, you know, it, as deep as it goes and it's full of all these ideas that I do appreciate as a movie, I felt it was, a, it, it was paced a little slow. I felt they could have revealed the big, reason why um maybe 15 minutes before they did um i thought the action was a little underwhelming but then you know wu ping fight choreography that style of kung fu fighting in cinema just doesn't exist anymore Shift um kiss. yes um tiger chen awesome dude he was in keanu reeves uh, movie man of tai chi he was actually part of wu ping stunt team on the original matrix um, he did work on this, but yeah, the fight scenes were a little underwhelming, you know, didn't have the grace and style like the original thing. But like I said, that doesn't exist anymore. That, that style of Hong Kong action doesn't exist even in Hong Kong, you know, or China. Um, so yeah, I mean, as, as storytelling wise, it was a little underwhelming, but it still made me think I still enjoyed the ride. I still enjoyed visiting that world. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the short list without going into any spoilers or getting too deep, you know? <laughs> okay. Is it my turn? Sure. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. Now, what I thought about this movie, it didn't suck. It did. I, I, I didn't <laughs> think it sucked. It, it didn't. It didn't suck. I, I, I know I was trolling online the whole time, stuff like that, because the movie, I did have problems with the movie. Don't get me wrong. I had tons of problems with it. But there were things I did like about the movie. I watched the movie, like I said, you watch it at home, you watch the HBO by yourself a couple of times, and you let the movie like sink in, you know, stuff that you can't get on the first time. And I didn't hate it, but at the same time, I do feel like that it almost felt almost like a generic sci-fi movie that I've seen before. And that may and that you may can blame that on the Matrix own success. Because, like I said, the, when the Matrix first came out, it revolutionized sci-fi. You know, just like Star Wars did back Everything. in the 70s. It, it revolutionized well, movies. Well, it revolutionized yeah. movies. You Bullet know, time, action, wire work. 
you right. know, the, the, the fight choreography, Charlie's Angels and Dare, Matt, uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. They were doing wire work. They sucked at it, but they were doing everything had wire work, you know, all of a sudden. It just, yeah, it revolutionized cinema, action scenes, you know, the hot topic. Yeah, fucking X-Men were wearing black leather. Hot topic. Because outfits. it was influenced by the, but, by the yeah, Matrix, right? The, those first X-Men movies. I mean, it, and, it, and that's it, another thing. Like, like when we're talking about the Matrix, like, why are we talking about the Matrix on a comic book podcast? That's why. Because even though it's a movie, it's not based on a comic book. It has, not only does it have comic book influences, it, it wrote the blueprint on how to make comic book movies. Yeah. X-Men, the, those, all, yeah. It used comic book art and applied it to cinema. Those bullet time, ma- ma- those, manga also. You manga yeah, also. Manga, anime, but those, you yeah. know, yeah, Neo doing bullet time and the, or Trinity doing her like crane kick and the, those frozen comic book moments. They're like a panel. It was like a living panel, mm-hmm. you know. So they're translating like the Matrix movies took comic book aesthetics and translated it into filmmaking. Right, and which taught saw that. Right, yeah, right, which taught. Uh, Hollywood, how to make a comic book movie, <laughs> you yeah. know, and they just took that aesthetic and plotted everybody else. Okay, so we don't have to turn a movie into a, you know, like don't turn a comic book into a movie. We can turn a movie into a comic book. Yeah, now like like Zack Snyder, every fucking scene is slow motion, or, or even like <laughs> Spider Man, that that Sam yeah. Raimi Spider Man movie. There was so many Todd McFarlane references or panels taken from there. John Romita yeah, panels where, where that just slows down and you see every little moment. You no, know, you know, yeah. I mean, it just revolutionized filmmaking and action and, yeah, fight scenes. I mean, John yeah. Wick, it, you know, but John Wick is directed by Keanu Stuntman, who is a stunt double on The Matrix and worked right. on the choreography. So it all And he's goes in this back. movie. <laughs> yeah, it all goes back to The Matrix, you know. Right. But Matrix was influenced by Hong Kong. Like, that's what I loved about the first Matrix movies is, like, it was everything I wanted to see at the time. It was, yeah, comic books sci-fi uh you know hong kong cinema john woo movies it was all in there Heavy it was that comics. underground subculture yeah all wrapped anime, of, of the all 90s of the 90s wrapped yeah. in one that's what it video was. games it had all those references that us nerds were just, just ate it up you know right so so that's the thing so why are we talking about how why are we sucking the first matrix dick let's talk about this movie <laughs> so <laughs> you can't reinvent the wheel or at least no. they didn't reinvent the wheel no. but here's the thing eli I thought they were going somewhere with it where I'm like, okay, movie, you have my attention. That's why I didn't hate the movie because for a hot second, the movie had my attention because at the beginning of it, okay, we got Keanu, you know, he's playing, basically he's in the real world or not the real world. He's in the Matrix. He's a video game okay. designer. Yeah. The whole Matrix was made up. Now he has to second guess himself whether or not the Matrix is real, whether or not he made the stuff up in his head. He's gone crazy. He may have, put people that he know in the matrix himself so it's that is it real or is it not real it almost gave you like a total recall feel to it you know uh eli are you a fan of buffy the vampire slayer uh not so much okay my, my, ba- my baby i had to watch some because my baby mama was okay <laughs> I, it's cw you gotta love it but there's an episode of buffy the vampire slayer that stuck out to me and the name of the episode was uh i'm forgetting it just now anyway it's in the sixth season the whole point of the episode was that Buffy, something happened to her where she actually woke up in an insane asylum and the doctors were telling her that everything you've experienced on episode, uh, season one through five, it was all made up in your head. 
this doctor here, this villain here. That whole thing with Batman is in Arkham Asylum, really. And everybody's just all his doctors are are really villains, oh, like yeah. Doctor Harlequin's a doctor. Same thing. So I'm yeah. thinking they're gonna do that with this movie, where it's gonna make you second guess whether or not the first Matrix or trilogy was even real, or oh, did I he make it up? And then okay. going forward in the movie, is anything he experiencing real or is it not? Something is gonna like like do a whole mind fuck on you. Didn't do that. <laughs> okay. You know, it completely like, went away. Like it's like the bad acid trip. Your life is a joke and everybody's in on it. <gasps> right. It's so like yo, okay, reality is only what you perceive to be yeah. as reality. I'm thinking, okay, the okay movie you had my attention, but then like the second half of the movie just completely just threw that out the window and like now nah, we just back another major movie i'm like oh man you squandered <laughs> all the good stuff you had and you did this you had you had an awesome concept of a movie that's yeah. another reason why i complain about this movie because i've got that, that does sound interesting i like i like that, that version of the movie <laughs> so you're not the only one that make cool ass you know <laughs> treatments <laughs> but no for me like that and that's where i the movie kind of suffered for me it was like I went in, I'm like, I know this is all the Matrix. He's in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, why is he alive? Why is Neo right. and Trinity alive? Why? And you know, I, I was like, because this is all fake. This is all a simulation. Mm -hmm. I knew that because I know the story. I know this world. I know this universe. I know this is all fake. Why is he back in here? And I'm thinking, okay is you know obviously the machines have his data all his you know memories did they just put his memories into somebody else because they could do that and i'm thinking oh, and actually they did do that and they of. did do that they were giving yeah. them different digital self images or whatever you know and, and that's another thing because if you want if you really want to go down this rabbit hole and think like we start talking about themes and stuff like that in the movie one of the themes was i feel like reincarnation yeah you know yeah. even though neo and trinity were the same actors reoccurring playing that role how everybody else saw him, they were different people. Meanwhile, that, yeah, everybody else that was in the movie, like Agent Smith or uh, Morpheus, Morpheus, were played by different people yeah. because their soul was the same, but they looked different. And, and the whole thing about Morpheus being a movie, like he is a recreation of more uh, Matrix, sorry, Neo's memory of Morpheus. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole theme of the movie is like, does your, if they remember it, does your memory make, make it real? Like, what's the difference between your imagination and your memory? If it's all in your head, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the if, themes, if, too. And that's one of the <laughs> themes of the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, if we want to go down that road with you. Yeah, but I was like, expect, and that's just me applying my expectations and what I believe this should be to the movie. Um, and I was thinking, okay, what? why are they alive? And, and I was expecting some big mind-blowing reason that was going to blow my mind and shit like the old movies did. Right. Like why why are Neo and Trinity alive? Are they gods in the machine? Like, didn't we just talk about this last week? X but I, they, they said they U.S. Machina. They yeah. said it this I, I didn't know how to pronounce it this time, but they said it like five times this movie. Like, oh, yeah. that's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. Gods in the machine. Gods that's in the machine, the, ghosts in the shell, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah. I was expecting superhero Neo, like God mode Neo. <laughs> right. That's what I was expecting. So I'm like wondering why do they keep them alive? And then at the end, spoilers, when they reveal why they're alive, oh, they were just, they had more power. They were just superconductors and they kept them alive because yeah. you and Trinity had more Basically, power. Basically, they, they reworked the Matrix where it's mainly just those two people working. Instead of like having yeah. everybody, it's just them. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was like, oh, that's it? That's it? They're just batteries again? It's just machines right. the, doing machine shit? And, and thing, The narrative seems so flimsy to me. That's another thing, if you like really think about it, because, okay, you had Jada Pickett, 
who came back and she's like, no, Neil, I'm going to help you. No, I don't want to help you. If I help you, it's going to destroy this whole symbiotic relationship I had with the machines. This should change your mind. Why change your mind? If you got a good thing going, instead of making any sense, why you should help Neo help Trinity? Well, she, if it's... she, I mean, they left. They left anyways. I mean, <laughs> he escaped. She did put him in prison, and right? He and they escaped, and he couldn't back. And... So, but I'm just saying, yeah. her being on all board, it just felt like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like I said, that, that that's the thing. I feel like this movie needed a. I, this felt like the first draft of the script. It needed more reworking of the script because, like I said, I I, I like this movie. But I had a ton of problems with it because I felt like they were throwing out so many themes like reincarnation, like ageism, like perception versus reality, uh, like, you know, sanity, realism. I think they were throwing out so many themes that they got lost in their own sauce. Well, I think it was more of a I mean, they were re- like they were referencing all that. They were, I think it was more of a satire, like the first hour is more just satire and poking fun at the matrix not only the movies but the fandom around it and what people thought and why people hated the sequels that whole white rabbit montage i thought was gold it's just them talk all the game developers what is the matrix the matrix is religious commentary it's it's trans politics it's you know statements on communism and and, and capitalism. It means different things to different people. Yeah, yeah, it means different things to all these different people, and they're trying to figure out because they're going to make a new matrix. I mean, it got so meta and self-referential that um, that it was like almost a farce at one point. You know, like that he's working for Warner Brothers. And shit, right, you know? and they actually and like they actually say it in the movie is Warner Brothers, and I think that's the whole point they were trying to make in the movie. Like it was getting really, really meta. I'm done with the matrix. I don't want anything to do with the matrix, but the suits, you know uh want you to come back and they're going to do it regardless with you here or not and they'll cancel a contract so and i think people need to understand that neo is a stand-in or a point of view character for lana wachowski that's who it is basically that's exactly what it is she made the matrix she's done with the matrix she wants to work on something else the studio warner brothers it's not even a quote it's not even subtext it's warner brothers they don't want her to work on yeah, because this the, the, they they shut down this movie during COVID, and she almost right. said, "Fuck it, I'm let's just scrap the movie." But no one's like, "No, no, you got to finish it." So she reluctantly finished it. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. It it felt like Neo didn't want to do this movie. I mean, not not Keanu. I'm talking Neo in the movie didn't want to go through this narrative, and it almost felt like a commentary of Lena Wachowski. She didn't want to do this movie. Like they forced her. To, we all know they forced her to do the movie. Otherwise, mm-hmm. because if she turns this movie down, they may cancel the other projects she may want to do. Because in the movie, uh, Neo is working on another game called Binary, yeah. and and everybody like, we don't care about your new game. <laughs> Make the Matrix again, <laughs> you know? Do yeah. the old shit, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's got, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I mean Gomer. Gomer loved this movie, and we. I mean, we were talking online. He's like, he thought it was very meta, but almost to a fault. Like that might have been its like one of its flaws that it was so meta and that's a lot of people are saying that it's too meta you know but i've looked at it as like i said it was it was satire it was poking fun at everything you know at itself but I, it's, I don't, it's totally I, don't think it, I don't think it would i don't think it is i don't think it is self-aware i think it is satire but i don't i don't think it's on purpose i don't think it's done on purpose i think what I, a lot of time I, with the I, okay. i'm just saying i think what a lot of time with the matrix movies people project their intellectualism on these movies i don't think these movies are smart as people think they are i think there are dumb action movies and people think they need i do the first one i think the first one is a smart 
script is a smart narrative. And I think the second ones just start throwing in so many themes and so many psych one-on-one uh, philosophies that they just pulled out of their ass that people just like, oh, it means stuff, you know? And I think you can say that's a, a parody in this movie, but I think they were just like, no, nah, let's just throw a whole bunch of stuff in and just hope people just grab onto it. And people are doing that. People are just grabbing on to just random things, stuff like that. But it's so many of them that it doesn't have a central core theme to it. It doesn't have a central narrative to it. The movie is just getting just lost. You know, for I instance. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, for instance, like like I said, the, the movie that I wanted to see where it was going to be like, you know, is it real? Is it fake? Stuff like that. Because here's the thing. The thing I hate about it the movie the most. They gave me 15 seconds of Christina Ricci. And she went away. She's in the movie for 15 seconds and then leave. Why is she in the movie and they just do that? That is, a, you can't give me Christina Ricci and take her away. You can't do that. Oh, I got an image too here. Okay. <laughs> I forgot I got this. Let's see. I thought you were going to lose your shit when you saw this though. Oh, let me see what we got. <laughs> oh, I, I can't see it. You, you, can you blow it up? It's... Can I, let's see. Let me try. Uh, where's it at? Um, let me try. So this is Seek or Sequoia. Right, Sequoia, uh-huh. But do you see what he's wearing? He's wearing a Dragon Ball Z scouter thing. That Vegeta oh, I, honest, I didn't, I wouldn't even pay attention. I wouldn't even pay I attention. I saw that. I was, hey, he's wearing a Dragon Ball Z thing. <laughs> I was, oh, shit. All the Dragon Ball Z fans are going to fucking shit. You, you caught that. Cop, but no, nobody caught that because I, if you would have saw that, people would just be like, oh, it would have been headlines everywhere. You know, I, I missed that. I completely missed that. But yeah. I know it's, I, like, I know it's you know how comic book fans are. Ooh, I know that shit. Like, <laughs> like Killmonger when he wore blue. Oh, it's like Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, you know. <laughs> And Shang Chi, I saw all kind of Dragon Ball C shit from that. I'm gonna do a video on that one day, but I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do it right now. Yeah, but um, I, I I see yeah. what you're saying about how it's full of all these ideas, but the story the story suffers. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I and I tend to agree a little bit. It's like Tennessee coach writing comics. You know, right? Smart dude. But goddamn, mm-hmm. you know, it's just all talking and no, like, no stay, action. Stay you know? focused, stay focused, yeah. stay on the path, um, you know. And, and did, did I think this movie did a little bit? Yeah. I, like I said, I thought it, it spent maybe a 10, 15 minutes too long getting to that, getting to the movie. Yes, this movie ends up becoming a love story. Once Neo says, I'm going to go get Trinity out, that's when it becomes a movie. And it's like over an hour in, you know, when like, like okay, like here's this, the movie. This, yeah. is the, this is the quest. This is the conflict. Now it's a story because at first it was just all, you know, him in the matrix. It's yeah. all fake. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, why? And I'm just thinking, okay, let's get on to it. Like, like they're building a mystery that I already know the answer to. And right. I have that problem with like predator movies. You know, I know it's a predator. Get, get, right. Get just just get to the point. Right. Yeah. You know what, what the problem with reboots, they try, they, they want to suck in a new audience that doesn't mm-hmm. really give a shit, but they're mm-hmm. still trying to build up, a, you know, this mystery that, we know the answer to, and that's what I thought was happening for like right because all you're doing is just doing the same beats we did before. So why drag this out? Yeah. But my my thing about this movie is that I feel like the themes that they're giving, I don't know if they understand the themes that they're giving because I think they're giving like conflicting messages. Sometimes I'm gonna give you a little one that there's a bunch of stuff in here that rubbed me the wrong way. For instance, <laughs> the blue not Neil Patrick here. Not yes, the glasses. The glasses rub me the wrong way. I'm going to tell you why the glasses rub me the wrong way. What color are the glasses? The glasses are blue. Are blue, yes. 
Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going. I know okay. I'm, I'm gonna take a while to get there. I'm gonna take a while to get there. Okay, let me throw the picture back up. Okay, so like I said, he has blue glasses on. What is his job? He is a therapist. His job is to therapize and bring his guy here. So the fact that he's wearing blue glasses, he's trying to put him in the social construct, and basically trying to say the therapy is evil. That's my that's my whole thing I got from that. Or he's just oh, I didn't get that. I just thought oh, he's he's the distraction. He's trying to distract him from. Because every right. time... But, but I'm he, saying, he is a therapist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think he was just there to keep Neo docile. Because every time... And same thing with Trinity. Every time you saw Neo, like, see the code or see, mm -hmm. like, something weird, like, this is a simulation. Every time he got right. the clue that this is not real and this is a simulation, right? then you got a distraction. You got a phone call or his co-worker would show up or Trinity's children would show up. It was like, it's always distracted them right. from figuring out that this is- Because that was his whole point in the movie, like yeah. get them close, but make sure they stay- But my thing is, why make him a therapist? That it was very, very deliberate for them to do that. That's all I'm saying. I guess. I mean, I didn't, yes, think, so. I didn't take away that therapy was evil out of it. I just thought, oh, he's just, he knows Neo. He knows the human mind, like he said in the at the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just saying, you, you got blue glasses. We already know <laughs> yeah. blue is means that you are part of the social construct. Yeah, it's the blue so he's pill. Trying to bring, right, yeah. it's the blue pill. So they're basically yeah. saying therapy is the blue pill. And the also, Oracle, yeah. or what's her face, the... Priya, whatever her name was, had the red glasses. <laughs> right. Free your mind, Neo. Yeah. But um, that's actually what pissed me off. This is what pissed me off. And, you know, I've been showing... Remember this image that I, I, I posted? Okay. And I, and I saw that when it happened, too. I actually paused it because I was watching it with my baby's mama. And I was like, hey, okay. was that a mask with the Matrix code? Right. And, and I, I, and I, like, I honestly, and I, I, I don't think a lot of people caught that. I even put, posted a screenshot. You saw how I posted a screenshot. People didn't catch it. People didn't get it. Even from just yeah. a screenshot. So... I think what they're trying to say, like I said, we keep talking about the social construct. We're talking about how the Matrix want everybody to be this hive mind. So if you make the COVID mask a part of the Matrix, because that is exactly what it is. It is a COVID mask. It's a, it's a mask. Yeah. It's a it's COVID a mask. mask. That's what it is. So if and you're it, saying yeah. that to wear the COVID mask to be part of the hive mind, it's almost like you villainize the next as much as you villainize in therapy. I don't know if I would see that's I, 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 you know, I didn't take it as, oh, if you wear a mask, you're living in the real, you're living in a fucking, you're living in a simulation. Th that's I what I felt it, like. I was like, yeah. because, because the thing I just, is like. Uh, I took yeah. it as a comment on what's happening now that people do think COVID was a hoax and there's like this conspiracy going on and, you that's, know. That's that, my point. That, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't take it as, oh, if you wear a mask, you're, you're going to, you know, you're part of the sheeple or whatever <laughs> I didn't right. take it as that. <laughs> that that's what i took it as because okay like we said lena wachowski is putting herself into the into this character she wrote the story putting this character in there so is this the is this how she feels about therapy is this how she feels about you know anti-vaccination or or covid mask because let's just look she's a hollywood director so we already know she's liberal we know that much <laughs> Yeah, so trans, I'm sure, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, we already know she. We don't. We don't have to look it up. We just know, you know. Yeah. So why is she putting in these right wing, you know, themes in her movies? And I just feel like she's just throwing in shit that just trigger you. Yeah. I don't know whether she believes it or not. She as long as it triggers you, that's all that matters. And I think that's the point. Is it just makes you think? It it makes you like why? Because I did the same thing. I was right. that a COVID mask? Oh shit! Right. Keanu Reeves had an interview with Verge talking about having dinner with the Hollywood producer. Producer wanted Keanu to explain the Matrix to his kids. Said they'd never seen it. Kids said rather have the blue. 
And, and that's what the movie is. It's like, what if Neo took blue pill? That's what. Like, and the first he says that, the yeah. like the the yeah. arc, not the arc, the therapist. What is, what's his name? I can't. He had another. And, name. He and, wasn't. The, he, he, no, no, he didn't have he, the, analyst, the analyst. The analyst. The analyst. The analyst. That's all they call him. Yeah. Which is another thing. Which is another thing because I feel like, like I said, he is an analyst working for Warner Brothers, like the suits. So I feel yeah. like the architect was like, I'm gonna just make this shit by myself. This guy is doing focus testing. This dude is doing because that's how he made the mate this matrix. This new and one. that's how and that's why that goes back to why he kept Neo and Trinity alive. That they mm -hmm. wanted the one to create the matrix, but only under his terms. They still wanted right. a matrix created by the one, but he still wanted to control the one. You know what I mean? Right. That's why he had Trinity there. That's why he, because Smith and Neo were like connected because they were opposites. That's why Smith was part of the, his, his partner in the gaming, in the game company and shit. Mm -hmm. So um, that all Because there's all kind of other like yeah. fan theories out there that Smith was really the one. I mean, there's plenty of people that have seen that too, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's all, to me, what I, for me, what I got out of it is like philosophy and truth and, you know the whole what i found fascinating about the matrix is artificial intelligence realize you know wondering why it's purpose you know like blade runner like uh like terminator and all that stuff like when a, when a robot and i read a bunch of isaac asimov stories when like i like for i i never saw free guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i keep saying i'm gonna keep i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna read this comment because you know, I, I knew that was gonna piss people off when i said that uh, the analyst basically success to the architect, right? But yeah. like I said, he's an analyst, not an yeah. architect. And he's he does all he, kind of. Because that's what Hollywood he, is now. Yeah. But he even said the architect hated humanity, hated human nature. You know, he was all about facts and equations, whereas the analyst knew how humans thought and their thought process and the, the nature of humanity, and knew that choice that they had free will and choice, which is something machines do not have. Machines have a purpose. The key maker had a per. He kept saying, "We are, we're only here what we're here to do because he's a machine. He's a program. Once his purpose is served, they, he gets turned off like a machine. You turn the light off. You turn the switch on and off. They do a job. Where right. a human, they have free will. They, you tell it to do something. You tell a human to do something. They can still choose whether or not if they want to do it. And but that's at the, the same time, this movie is trying to say that humans don't have free will either. That's what the movie was trying to say. But that, but Neo." Is the one that says yes, you can have free will. It's it fools it. But the did movies, Neo ever have free will? That's what rate. That's from part two. That's a right. big theme in part two, is whether or not are we actually free or are 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 we uh, because of our belief systems and because of our upbringing or whatever our you our know, programming. Yeah, you know <laughs> we're here because we're free or we're here because we're not free. That whole. The 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 like, scene where Neo fights all the Smiths in that park, I think, is brilliant. I love that scene and that whole his whole monologue about you know it's purpose. Without purpose, there's no function. You know, see, you have no. We, that's where we that's where we disagree because that's when I feel like okay, uh, Major, you just pulling just philosophy out your ass. You don't know where you're going with this. You get the fight scene. You know, that's but it, that, yeah, me. yeah, but that's but that he's he, but he's right though. He's like without purpose, there is no free will for a machine whereas neo had the choice he that was the see that's the point his choice I, I don't, was I don't the flaw he in the system but... he did because he did in the end when the architect says you have a choice i've figured it out why this system doesn't work is because humans have free will so because you're going to choose you're going to make a choice i'm going to give you a choice either you save your beloved 
and you know and destroy humanity or you come with me and we'll remake the matrix this is the choice but and was Neo that says, a no. choice but was it a choice? That's the thing. Was that something he was always going to do? I'm going I'm to I'm tell you this. I don't have the screenshot from right now. I want everybody to rewatch that scene. When Neo goes left to go choose Trinity in the back of the TV screens, before they was all doing something different, every single one of them do the exact same thing. He didn't have a choice. Okay. I'm just saying. That's, that, was, that was the whole, whole point of that. Anyway, like I said, we weren't going to talk about the first movie. <laughs> But he, oh, the but, second but, it, but, but I'm just saying, Neo chose to go save Trinity, and me and uh, Zion didn't get destroyed because that's what was the that was going to be the result, right? You know? Because Neo's true, mind was free. <laughs> true. All right, but let me get back to what I was saying about free guy. Because like I said, people got pissed at me for saying stuff like that. But honestly, I feel like it was a better Matrix movie than this Matrix. You want to talk about all kind of themes and symbolism and ghosts in this machine and Deus Machina. It does all that. People pay no attention to it because Ryan Reynolds, you know, doing Star Wars jokes and farting and shit like that. You got a, a pink muscle bound bunny in a movie. So people don't see shit like that in the movie. But all those themes, it's there in there. It's a popcorn movie, but it's there. It's and not dressed up I like me. That's why the sequels get so much hate because the first mm -hmm. Matrix movie. It follows. Oh, what happened to the Machiavelli? Oh, the Merovingian. The Merovingian. Yeah, the Merovingian. He's he's. I a love troll. that scene. I love yeah. that scene. I love this yeah. because uh, he he actually he actually added more mythology to the Matrix just by showing up yeah, because he was saying exile, like he yeah because yeah, he, he almost program. felt like a he felt yeah. like a boomer he felt like a boomer that's what yes. he felt like. But that's what he, that's what he was in the in the first movie. He was an exile program that didn't want to give in to this new system, and he kept all the deleted programs. The, the criminals or whatever, the outdated outlawed programs, that's where he kept them, you know, because he didn't, he, you know, he was the one that liked the old ways, you know, right. he even said it in this movie. He was like, art was better. Books were better. Story. You know? We like originality. He's, he yeah. was blaming him. He was blaming Neo for Facebook. He was blaming <laughs> Neo for Wikipedia. I'm like, yeah. okay, now this movie's getting like really, really meta. And know? that's what I'm saying. It's like, Whereas the first Matrix movies were more, the, the Matrix was more of a, a metaphor for like, you know, your job or just the system, this capitalist system that we live in. You know, this Matrix movie, it represents the internet. You know, that's right. that line where Bugs is saying, the Matrix is where dreams are weaponized and ideas die. And, you know, I, I there's some of us that believe so much in you, but you know, it becomes trivial and, you know, that the hatred oh, I'm that- I'm so glad you brought it up. They, yeah. actually painted, they actually painted a bad light on Neo in this movie because, okay, and that's what I kind of liked about this movie because in the first movie, it was all about Neo is the white savior. Neo is Jesus. Neo is all stuff like that. But in this movie, it actually shows the consequences of that. He didn't just create a own religion when he left. He created a cult. Yeah. And Morpheus, it painted Morpheus in a bad light because it almost made Morpheus seem like he was Jim Jones. Like he well, was making everybody drink the Neo Kool-Aid at the left. And that's, but that's human nature. And right. that's a comment on religion and religious fanatics that people will believe. And even the Oracle said in the old movies, people will believe so strongly in, 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 in their beliefs that they, they're blinded by it. That's what the, the, the point of the Dune movies, you know, people blindly I, I would say that was just like, and we, we only know that because we only, they only made the first movie. Yeah. But from what I've been reading about in a second movie, that's kind of like what it goes to. Once you start getting so dogmatic 
it can hurt you yeah. in the long run. Once when you, you put yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Religious is a religion is a good idea. It keeps people comfortable. It makes you. It brings peace to your life. It helps you sleep at night. But once you start making it a law and try and enforce right. those law, that's when it becomes a problem. Right. And then they yeah. built the shrine not only to, to Morpheus, but everybody that believed the stuff that Morpheus believed. They, there yeah. was a whole graveyard of them. And Neo it's, was like, I, yeah. Neo even said, I don't, I didn't believe in the one either. You right. Know, everyone thought I was the savior, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I supposed?" To? And that's what I'm saying is back to what I was talking about the old movies. The first movie everyone loved because it followed the traditional hero's journey. Neo becomes this hero, this savior. He's the awesome, awesome badass at the end of the. He's Superman at the end of the movie. Literally, right. he's flying <laughs> in the air. Um, the second movie, you know, the reason why we love sequels is because we get to revisit these characters and see them be the awesome people they are. You know, why we love Indiana Jones or all these superhero movies because we we show up, they say they're wisecracks right. and shit. And on to the next adventure. And right. we and they and they go on another adventure. But in the second Matrix movie, Neo is like doubting himself. He's like, I'm he's feeling the pressures of being that savior. He's like, okay, I'm I'm supposed to save the world. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And it was the deconstruction of the hero's journey. And I think that's why people didn't respond so well, because they expected Neo to be again. God Mio, you know what I'm saying? And when he's just like doubting himself through the whole movie, people are like, what the fuck is this shit? You know? Right. <laughs> and then the third one is all about, you know, that just goes off the rails in another direction. Right. But, but, that, but that's what I loved about it. Like it, it defied all expectations and made, and again, made me think, you know. But, but, it, but that's you know. my thing about it. Like I said, we had, we, look at all the themes we just talked about in this movie. If they would just concentrate it on one and just made that a through line, like making, like if you want to make it where the, the the neo religion or neo cult sent Zion down the road, okay, make that a movie. You know, talk about that. Talk don't don't make it a one, one through line and then move on to something else. Yeah, like yeah, I, like I think I said, that's where the script got jumbled. Yeah, going into this movie is Matrix Worlds. It said something like sixty years later. Yeah, it was like sixty. Years yeah, it was like sixty years later after the the third Matrix. Yeah, that's well, yeah, why that's why Jada Pickett was so old in this movie. Yeah, going into this movie where I'm like, okay, I'm expecting Neo to be like God mode, the God in the machine, and be totally badass. And again, it wasn't until the end of the movie. Now him and you know, spoilers. Now he's back to God mode, and now he's going to recreate. Now he's going to create the Matrix you with know, again. Trinity. So it's with, almost like that Trinity, Adam and yeah. Eve type, you know, thing they were trying to do. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I, what I was. Ex- that's what I was expecting. I was expecting the traditional hero's tale again, and I mm-hmm. forgot. And this is what I back to what I was saying. What I've been saying for the past twenty years is like to me, the Matrix movies are like art house action. You know, I mean, but that, that's why it took off. That's why it took off. Yeah, too. they're big blockbusters and full of awesome action scenes, but they're also like an art house movie. You know, that it's like a David Lynch movie. Like David Lynch movies are they they're weird and you 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 don't know what they're about and you're kind of like what the fuck am i watching most of the time but um the kid who he died in three i'm sure no he didn't die i'm sure he probably died he's probably one of the followers of morpheus i'm thinking the kid yeah probably so yeah yeah but um but but yeah i think there's these art house movies that are just weird and out there and that that just are about making people dig into the themes and not so and the narrative comes second i think that's what the matrix movies are to me anyways you know but you know but and that's what i like about them and that's why i loved wandavision because it wasn't so much about you know a story it was about 
her feelings and her emotions and what she was going through and using every episode to sort of represent that. You know, everyone's going, what the fuck has happened? What the fuck has happened? Well, she feels like shit. Because they want answers now, yeah. right? Instead yeah, of just she letting feels the story like shit. Stuff. That's yeah. what's happening. That's what that show's about. Her feeling like her mourning. And every episode was pointed that out. And that's what I loved about it. You right. Know? The point was reality sucks. I'm going to just create my own. That's, that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think in like, like, or not like, even I'm going to create my own. I'm going to just absorb myself into another reality, like, yeah. like TV, like movies, like yeah. whatever, you know, I'm going to just focus on this and not worry about other shit over here. Yeah. Or like Black Panther without the, without Black Panther's themes and all that commentary that's going on. It's nothing. You know what I mean? It's just a regular action movie, a regular superhero. But because it's so awesome, it's because it has those underlying themes of colonialism and isolationists and all that shit that we took out of it. And that's what makes it so awesome, you know, is because we read, it hits us. It hits us in a different way and makes us think about these things. Which is why I go back to Free Guy. Because, <laughs> like I, I said, watch this free guy. Man. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, don't don't go on the free guy. Just like, oh shit, I didn't. It better open my either. third eye, man. No, it's not. It's not going to do that, man. This is not Neil Gaiman, Grant Morrison. Just, like, but I'm just saying, when I watch, like I say, and that's the same thing with art, with different things in art, you take away different things from it. For instance, yeah. this is a comic book podcast. Eli, there are plenty of people out there that think this is complete bullshit. <laughs> Everything we talk, we if we even mention what we what this podcast is about, it's like, oh, really? They still make those things. They think this is the most dumbest, two-dimensional, superficial shit ever. But however, our job that we do on this podcast, take this shit that people think is meaningless and look deep into it. We go down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. So, so no matter what there is, there's always a deeper meaning. You can look at it, even if it is something as stupid looking as free guy. You can look at that movie and look at existentialism. You can look at Ghost in the Shell. You can look at uh, Soul in the Machine yeah. and corporalism and capitalism. It's all in there, yeah, you know, I'm even though it's here, a Fortnite parody, you know. Yeah, I'm sitting here reading Immortal Hulk and I'm fucking tearing up, right. you know, like, like from a comic book. Like, that, right. like, yeah, these are valid forms of storytelling. And, and when done well, they can they can do that. They can make you think and, you know, tap into your emotions and and you know i mean that's that, what that, good art does <laughs> right because like i said if you say incredible hulk everybody just knows smashy smash 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 that's yeah. it but we know the hulk is one of the most cerebral you know comic book like marvel comics out there yeah you know because uh, uh comic writers have done all kind of just interesting crazy shit mindscape they've done with him uh diagnosed with all kind of he has a therapist <laughs> in the comics like who else does that like but but like i said the people just watch movies and tv shows and cartoons they don't get that side of hope they don't know how deep the rabbit hole or the iceberg of hope goes you know yeah that's what i'm saying like you can look at anything and it it's 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 stuff below the surface if you look hard enough but that's not the only movie reminding me of you like i know this is going to piss you off i didn't get a chance to troll people with this so i'm going to troll people with it now it also reminded me briefly of space jam 2 I'm, I'm gonna tell you I why. I thought you were gonna say Super the Mario Brothers. <laughs> I, that was the third one. I ain't got there yet, but yeah, it reminds me of Super Mario Brothers also. But the damn, reason you, you go deep into Mario. <laughs> <laughs> but I can go with the. I, I, I was trolling with the Mario thing, but it did remind me of Mario. <laughs> but the reason I said it remind me of Space Jam too, because okay, the whole movie is about the hero uh, trapped in an algorithm built by Warner Brothers, and their guide is Bugs Bunny. 
going through this digital server to rescue a loved one. I'm and like Bugs, but there was a character. Her name Jessica, and her name was Bugs Bunny. Her name was Bugs, yeah. <laughs> In a rebooted franchise that both of them said they want nothing to do with it. Oh shit! So, Where's the black cat, man? This is a glitch, <laughs> right? man. Glitch in the Matrix. You know? <laughs> so I'm just like, holy shit! They really remade Space Jam two again. <laughs> That's what I took oh, from it. <laughs> so now, so now, go back and watch Space Jam Two and see if you can get the existential crisis from it. <laughs> Gods and men, you know. Yeah. Oh man, I- I'm done trolling. I'm done trolling. But I-, I really did see all that shit. Really, really did. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay. But can-, can we move on? Pat? I yeah. Think we talked about I mean, I, yeah. In the end, I give it a four out of five. I enjoyed it. It didn't blow me away like I wanted mm-hmm. it to, or I was mm-hmm. expecting it to. But that's just my own fault for expecting it to do. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I still enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Okay. Like I said, I, honestly, I thought I was going to give it worse than that. I thought it was going to be just a piece of shit movie that's just going to come in just a simple crash grab, cash grab. But there were interesting things that did catch my attention. So I'm just like, huh. But at the same time, it's the Matrix. That action got to be better than what it was. That action was so fucking sloppy. That's yeah, what I'm it, like. Yeah. That, 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 to me, that's an unforgivable sin. I did enjoy the the ending, the motorcycle chase when the motherfucker. Oh, the, the zombie movie. The, the that, gave, that gave that gave me that gave it a point. That gave it a point. I like when the when falling, the matrix turned to a falling, zombie. Movie, I was like, they holy were falling, shit. and it was everywhere to turn to Resident Evil. I like, yeah, okay, movie. Now, now I'm back on board because I was Who's I was kind of zoning out for a while, but that got me back on board. The Superman comic, which one? Where the uh, where they, Candor was rebigged or whatever. What the yeah. fuck was that? Was that a Frank Miller book? He re. <laughs> Brainiac rebigging Candor and all the Kryptonians were like bombing themselves into Earth and like destroying Earth, like like there were nuclear missiles, and they were just they might have been that might have been a Frank that sounds like a Frank Miller that's comic. a Frank Miller I, I think it was one of the Dark Knight books but yeah so the Kryptonians are just like crashing themselves into Earth and basically nuclear bombing the whole Earth and it's like crazy that's what that scene reminded me of it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but six one six man, you're right. That's they said that's the reason Morpheus is in this one because in one of those video games, which is supposed to be canonical, he was killed off. So that's why he's not here. I didn't play okay. it. I didn't even know it even existed. But yeah, the yeah. only game I played was that Enter the Matrix, the one that came out when those movies came out. The one is that uh, the one with Jada Pickett or with Neo? Yeah, where you play as Jada. Yeah, I, I played both of them. They were, eh, okay. Yeah. I was. Uh, there were no Max Payne, but yeah. <laughs> yeah they tried to be but yeah. <laughs> all right so let, let's move on past it i just want to briefly talk about this next one we're going to talk about hawkeye for a second. like I said, it was hawkeye season six we're not going to just dip uh dip so deep into hawkeye we're just going to just briefly talk about it i called it i called it what, what echo call? shot the kingpin <laughs> and that's my thing eli i don't know if they should have did that yet I, that's my thing i think they should have saved that for her show Maybe. because now what do i have to look for on her show well, I think she's probably gonna. Yeah, what is she gonna do? Go right. just go just become a good guy now. Well, she's a criminal in this one, and now she's gonna go not be a in... criminal. Yeah, so a lot of exploration <laughs> poses. Yeah, so that's my thing about that. But like I said, it's I feel like they should have saved some of this stuff where they just ran through all of you know her plot just like that. Let's just say some of it. But we do want to talk about the thing that we've already been theorizing the whole time. I'm trying to see if I can give him a picture of it. Can't find it. Anyway, Kingpin. Mm-hmm. So Kingpin is there. He was there. We saw him. And I want to ask you a question, Eli. Is this the same Kingpin from Netflix? It's a, it's a question. 
Yes, or is, he a, is it a simulation? Or is it a variant? Or <laughs> what, what, what do you think? What do you think? Is it the same? Because Vince Onofrio said he played him the exact same way. But, you know. I, yeah. Is it like, is this the MCU one? I think it's the MCU one. Yeah. Okay. I think, okay. I, I think the Netflix shows were supposed to, were intended to be a part of that universe. They made references to... The Battle of New York in those shows. Kinda, you Kinda. know. You didn't see it because of the budget and all that shit, but <laughs> I think they were trying to be in the same universe. So, yeah, but I no, I didn't read too much into it. I I, I forgot about Loki, and I didn't watch all of What If. So, I don't... <laughs> my, my, my thing, I mean, but my Daredevil thing is... Daredevil is in the... Yeah. Spe- Daredevil, Charlie Cox, Daredevil... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he hopped over from another dimension. I'm just saying that... <laughs> You know, he's been here the whole time, but I feel like there are differences. I mean, or is it first... Agent Smith? No, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but like I said, he's got the Hawaiian shirt. I don't remember a Hawaiian shirt from Netflix. So he's got a little bit more fashion sense. You know, it's the summertime, maybe. I don't it's know. the summer. No, yeah. it's the winter time. It's is the winter time. So he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Well, maybe, whatever. Yeah, okay. What is he yeah. wearing a Hawaiian shirt for? Well, it's a reference to a comic that I didn't read, you know. Oh, I uh, thought it was like the okay. Simpsons or whatever. Now, is he dead? No, he's not dead. Right. Okay. And here's the thing. They didn't show a, a post-credit scene of it, but it's I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to prove why he's not dead. So we can just put this to rest. Because right before Maya pulls the trigger, what does he say? Families sometimes don't always see eye to eye. Boom. There you go. What happens in the comic? He gets blinded. Yeah. They're telling you what happened. He didn't die. He got. He basically got shot. He's going to wear an eye patch next time he shows up. They didn't get anything. But that's what pissed everybody off about it, Eli, because after the post credit scene, where they thought there was going to be another, you know, tracksuit mafia thing or Echo thing or Kingpin thing. Instead, we got... What's his face? This. Put it on the clown makeup or whatever? Right. None of that. It was just, I could do this all day. That's what they gave us. <laughs> so people were pissed. People, people were pissed. People, people, were, people were mad. They're angry. You know, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind. I, I, look, when I saw it in the first episode, I was like, you know what? I'd like to see that whole thing. And guess what? They gave it to me. Because I was I was going to search it on YouTube. Like, where is it? Give me the whole thing. But they gave me the whole thing, so I got to search for it. So it's right there. And it was catchy. They got a bunch of lyrics in there that actually kind of like dissing them. They're kind of funny. The chore- choreography, I thought, was you know pretty well done for a Disney Plus Marvel show. I like pretty good. You know, Plus, we already know that this is going to be like a, a attraction at Disney World. You're gonna go to Disney World. You're gonna pay money and see the in live action. You're gonna see it. I, I guarantee you. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Kingpin is completely different and much strong. Yes, that's what I was saying. Kingpin is much strong in this one. I think they. Uh, that's why I think it's not the same Kingpin. They did all kind of shit. Ran him with a car. Shot him with arrows. Uh, and he just kept coming. You know. Um. Yeah, but that's my oh, yeah, thing. That's but right. I think didn't the Punisher whoop his ass in prison and shit. Yeah, but in this shit, he got hit by a car and just got him and just kept coming. I'm like, okay, he's fucking. It's, it's like the comic, you know? Yeah, like that's the, pretty the, much people the online, the like, yeah, people like, is Kingpin, does he have the super soldier serum? No, he's just a big motherfucker. That's that's all he was. That's his only superpower. <laughs> in the comics, Echo shot him in the face with blinding for a while and they got reached for the rehabilitation in Japan. Exactly. So he's not dead. They can bring him back. Yeah. Uh, but my thing about everybody getting pissed off about the I can do this all day thing because they wanted something else, they wanted Easter eggs, they thought. You know when the scroll is going to show because up. Because like, the no. internet is where dreams and ideas go to die. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing, yeah, and my it's thing, the matrix. Is, that's why it's, it's 
<laughs> right, because you're always making up these stupid ass fan theories and then get pissed off when the fan theories don't exist. They never promise you this stuff anyway. You know, why why are you getting pissed off by the stuff? And why does everything have to be a commercial for the next thing? Why does everything have to be homework for something? Why can't something why can't a thing just be a thing? You know, why can't we just sit here and watch this dumbass play and just enjoy it? Is that okay to just enjoy something? Does it matter if it's not canonical? Does it matter that Steve Rogers or Peter Parker wasn't sitting in the stands? Who cares? Just enjoy it. Stop worrying about what's coming. Just enjoy what is. That's a philosophy for Marvel and for life. We 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 do it all here, Combo Bulls. You know. Yeah, can we, can I, we remember, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know who got molested by that play, but what about you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it was nothing. Just enjoy it. It's fun, you know. Anyway, but can we move on past that? Okay. Sure. Okay, like I said, this is comic book bullies. What we talk, what we sometimes talk about comic books, but we're gonna talk about comic books this week. Comic Spock, you... we're back in this bitch with the comics, yo. We're we back in comic week. Right. <laughs> we know that's when everybody just completely just drops off. Look, I can cut this off now. No, stick around. <laughs> we have some good comics that well, at least we have some comics that we enjoy this week. But Eli, you got more than I did, so I'm, I'm gonna let you go first. What? What do I? Well, have? you got four. I got three. So uh, I better get my images ready. Ah, oh, damn. I'm. Unprepared again. Let's see. Bully picks. <laughs> what should I do? You know what? I'm gonna do Nightwing. Let's do Nightwing. Let's do Nightwing. Nightwing was the second uh gr- highest grossing comic this week. So yeah. Nightwing. Well, yeah. Number eighty-seven. Tom Taylor, y'all. <laughs> That's our guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there we go. Can I do that yet? I still can't share. Did you? Did you? Did you create it? I mean, did you create the? Yeah, but I can't. Let's see. Can I do it? Okay, edit. No, yeah, I'm, just, I'm saying, I, did, I, did you did you did you create an account? I thought I did. I got that thing, it, but it still doesn't say. Uh, right, because you got you got to actually create. Things. Yeah, because you got to actually create an account. Oh, do I have to have a password and shit? Damn it. Yeah, you got to do all that. Yeah, <laughs> that that's why you can't oh, do it because yeah. I, I looked it up. I googled somebody and yeah, that was oh, okay. Me. So, anyways, Nightwing eighty seven, Tom Taylor. This run has just been just been a lot of fun. Ever since Tom Taylor got been writing this book, um, it's been one of my favorite uh, comics right now. Um, this one, um, I'm gonna say that I liked it a lot. I was watching uh, this Geeks and Comics earlier today. Gomer said this issue might be his favorite single comic book issue this year. This issue, okay, yeah, that's so high praise. That so, yeah, Night Nightwing is still rich. Um, so this is just a, a a simple action scene. It's there's not much story. This the, there's a hit put out on uh, Nightwing. They go and take his dog, and the whole comic is just him chasing his dog. But as you can see, the whole book is structured like these big splash pages, and it's mm-hmm. just a chase. But you see the multiple, you know, figures of him just running and chasing down everybody. And that's pretty much the whole book. What was there another Nightwing book early this year where he, it was like the whole panel he was falling or something? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of that in this series, in this run, where he just uses the multiple figures just to, you know, emphasize the movement of the action. Mm-hmm. But this whole book is structured just this. Like, do I have? Let's see. Can I go to the next one? Um, yeah. So there's a different panel, kind of like the. Another page, but that's basically the rest of the book. The whole book is structured like that, so it's really fun. 
And it just you it just shows comic book art being utilized in and in, in, you know in, in it's its own ways. medium. It was, it's its own medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And very minimal writing, very minimal dialogue, because who wants to read a bunch of I mean, sure, fucking Tennessee Coates or Grant Morrison or Todd McFarlane, there would have been bubble, right. bubble, bubble covering this whole fucking thing. Up. Just a wall of ticks, just right. Yeah, there. it was a dark and stormy night. The moon was in Scorpio. Like all this bullshit. No, Tom Taylor is a good enough writer to let the image breathe, and it's, it's a lot of fun. And he just, you know, him and you know, he teams up with Babs, uh, Batgirl, and uh, they go after his dog, and he gets the dog back in the end. You know, so just a really fun, well-written, well-drawn book. Uh, fuck it, I'll give it a five out of five. I'll, I'll, oh I'll, damn! Okay. Yeah, this is just a lot of fun. So, yeah. That's what Tom Taylor's Tom Taylor. Yeah. Okay. All right, so it's back on me. All right, so what I'm going to do? I'm going to do Trial of Magneto number five, and five oh five. So this is it. We're done with this. All right. And yeah, so now we're going to see whether or not this book was even worth it. Uh, because up until then, we haven't even had a trial with Magneto. He hasn't gone on trial at all. Okay. <laughs> so, like, what, what the... Okay. So, anyway, start out with the book. Main thing is that Scarlet Witch knows who killed her in the last book. That's how it started off. And what we're doing now is that the book starts off is that she's pointing at somebody like, you killed me, but we don't know who did it. We don't know who she's pointing at. So, this book, we find out who she's pointing at. And but all they do is just cut to the quiet council. The quiet council cuts down, so we finally get a trial of somebody. And the tr- and the trial we're getting is of Toad. Toad okay. killed, yeah. Toad killed Scarlet Witch. Okay. Well, yeah. The reason he okay. killed. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, damn. Toad just became the ultimate badass, didn't he? Yeah. So, <laughs> it, but it doesn't really make sense because Toad like was in love with Wanda. That was his whole thing the whole time. But yeah, he. He said he killed Wanda. He said he killed Wanda because she broke up the brotherhood and he wanted to get it back when he came here. Uh, and he was like, I did it for you, Magneto. I did it for you. And then what the uh, what they just passed judgment on, they're just like, oh, and they found all kind of like uh, evidence that he did it. We found like a Uru like stone that she bashed the head in that is like magnetically tied to her, magically tied to her. So don't think they can kill her. And we found it on him. All his print print matches. So it's open to shut uh open to shut case. Toe did it. And you know, he just went like I did it for you. And then Krakoa opens up in the middle of the Pride Council thing and sucks him in there. And that's it. <laughs> I, did, I did it for you, Magneto. He's out of there. And the Avengers <laughs> looking like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, because they just like, wait, y'all just did that? Like, well, I mean, we can't do anything because we on foreign soil. So if that's how they handle their business, that's how they handle their business. So they're like, okay. And they just like, well. Well, that's it. Wanda's back. We got the killer. We're going to leave. And Wanda, like, I can't leave because I got something else I got to do. Uh, she's just like, look, Polaris, I need you to come with me. And while they're doing that, Magneto leaves. And when Magneto leaves, he goes to his own chamber and he starts crying. So this is the trial of Magneto. His trial and tribulations. Now, the reason he's crying is because Wanda asked him uh, basically, Wando killed herself. Basically, that's what happened. But she asked Magneto that when I kill myself, you, I need you to help me do it. 
He's like, no, nah, I can't heal. I can't kill my own daughter. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, you just stay with me and we'll figure this out. So what Wanda did, uh, she actually like did like a clone of Magneto and like choked herself. She was like, don't worry about me. I'm the Scarlet Witch. Death doesn't do anything to me. So she choked herself, killed herself. And she's like, all I need you to do is just find me when I die and, and, I'll, and I'll fix everything. Because basically she's trying to pull off a spell that she can't pull off until she's resurrected. That's the thing. So that's the whole point of it. So we get to what she's trying to do. The spell she's trying to pull off, and I'm going to go back to it. The spell she's trying to pull off is right here. She gets three of the children of the X-Men like that. She gets Polaris, she gets Proteus, she gets Legion to pull off a spell. Main thing is she pulled out a spell. What the spell did is that all the files that Cerebro couldn't get before Cerebro was backing up files, she got them now. She has all the files. So all the mutants that they couldn't get back, they can get them back now. So Northstar and, and his husband was going to die, but they couldn't because the child died. Well, then now they can, they can resurrect the child. And not only that, and this is what I wanted to see, so Hope Summers is basically bringing everybody back. Everybody, all the mutants back. It didn't matter, including John Proustar. Oh, OG, yeah, I heard, the, the I heard that's coming her. back. Yeah, yeah, so the right. So when we saw the book, you thought it was always just James Proustar doing it. No, it's the OG Thunderbird. He's back. You know, uh, they put all his memories back like that. So he he's back in the game. Uh, and yeah, so basically that's what's going on. So at the end of it. You got and there's going to be a new book or a limited series, I think, written by Nyla Rose. Right. With, uh, Thunderbird. Right. Nyla so it's Rose the o is, uh... OG Thunderbird, John Prowl stars. Yeah, yeah. So he's back. That's the one we've been complaining about. Though. Actually, I've been complaining about the whole time. Like, why the hell you got to bring back no Thunderbird? <laughs> but they, they gave a reason why he wasn't back. And now Scarlet Witch fixes. So since she did that, now they're telling camp stories again, where they used to treat it like the boogeyman. Now they're telling stories and calling her. She's no longer the pretender. She's now the redeemer. And now the children actually like her. And that's it. That's the story. So, yeah. Other shit happens. I don't care. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, the book is called Trial of Magneto. Magneto never goes on trial. Magneto's barely in the story. It's not even about him. It's about Scarlet Witch. They redeem her. So, it's a whole bunch of retcons going on in this that nobody really cares about. Uh, let's see. Todd a badass. He's there. Oh no, Todd uh, Toad didn't kill her. I think they put it in his mind that he think he killed her. Toad can't kill Scarlet Witch. I mean, she's Scarlet Witch. Uh, Cure Death commentary on Death and Comics Resurrection. Yeah, they've been doing that forever. So yeah, so basically, what this whole story book was about was basically bringing Wanda back into the X Men fold. You know, they hate her now, they love her again. Uh, whether or not she's Magneto's daughter or not, yeah, she is. How did she become Magneto's daughter again? She just did. Don't think too hard about it. She just did. Shh. Marvel's like, just forget about it. Don't worry about it. Just a daughter. Because she calls him father all through the thing. He calls her daughter all through the thing. They don't care. They're just father and daughter. They, whatever. Just go with it. She that, that Those are his, his kids again. So they retconned it in 2013. They just ignored it, and now it's back. So they, they retconned the retconned. That's how you do it. Anyway. Oh. Um, Three out of five. It's, it was a, <laughs> a half-assed way to get Scarlet Witch back into these things and retcon the retcons to the retcons, but whatever, I guess. Uh, what you got next? Uh, I'll do Phoenix Song Echo number three. 
Yeah, three. Oh, that book, that book is moving. I know it's on three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they're getting this shit out the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fresh off, you know, fresh in everybody's mind. Echo got a big push because of the Hawkeye show. Well, you know, for those who don't know, uh, Echo has the Phoenix Force in the comics. Jason Aaron gave uh well what was that story where all the all the x-men were fighting for the phoenix force that tournament the Marvel, mortal Kombat something tournament. of champions i don't know yeah. I, I and, uh, I'll be attention. and then in the end the, the phoenix force chose echo so this book is a limited series um echo is basically wondering why why does she have this power why did this great cosmic force choose her um and that's what she's kind of wondering she goes back to the res to uh, basically chill out and, you know, get back to her roots and figure out what, what's going on. She meets this dude named River, who's a mutant, who has the ability to look back into your, into your uh, family tree or your time, all your relatives, your bloodline, and bring you back there. So this book has basically become sort of a days of future past thing. He's, they're jumping through time. While this enemy called the Adversary I guess some old X-Men villain from back in, I, think, I don't know when he, when he originated, but I, I actually went back and read some of the books where Forge was battling him and shit back in the 90s. Um, and, uh, and basically it wants the Phoenix Force. It's trying to get the Phoenix Force from Echo and he's going through her past bloodline, killing her mom, going through all her relatives. So in this book, they went back to Oklahoma in the 1800s. Um, meet her relatives who are one of her uncles or aunts or somebody was a light horseman which was a, a a native police force back in Oklahoma in the 1800s kills that guy so then they go back even further in time and they end up in Cahokia um, for those who don't know what Cahokia is it was basically a native city ancient native city um, around the Great Lakes area, around Illinois around the Great Lakes area it was a uh, bunch of mounds and pyramids and villages. It was a place of trading and it was a city um, in ancient America before, you know, the visitors came. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the biggest city in America until like Boston and, you know, those, you know, those colonial cities. Um, and it was just like a hub for all these tribes to trade and commerce and stuff like that. So she ends up in the city back in like 1000 BC or whatever, whatever year it was. And she meets another, her other relative, her ancient ancestor who also possessed the Phoenix force back then. So, oh, so it's in her bloodline. It's in her bloodline. Um, And this Phoenix force basically said, yeah, you're, uh, you need to learn how to use this shit. Um, And because this thing's going to fight you and take it from you. And you need to learn how to use it because she doesn't know how to use it very well, you know. Right. Um, so basically, uh, she's got to do, you know, train, you know, and then to face off with the adversary. Um, it's all right, you know. Um, uh, I guess I want, I would like this is uh, I think is is this the last one more issue or or is it two more issues? If it's one more issue, then this is gonna suck. If there's one, if it's two more issues, then yes. Cause I'm waiting. I feel like they've taken a breather for two issues now, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I'm, I'm wanting to get, yeah, I'm wanting to get to the conflict now. So 
now that she knows what to do and there's a definite story arc here, I think we the next issue will have the cool shit where she actually fights and we'll see her use finally use the Phoenix Force like she was meant to. Um, I know last time I got cut off when I was talking about how I felt about Echo being mm-hmm. the street level character, all of a sudden given like godlike world breaker powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt a little conflicted about it. Uh, but one thing I did touch up on was in indigenous culture, women are in charge. Um, women advise chiefs. Um, indigenous people, not just in America, talking about all over the world. Hmm. You know, they held women in high regard because they had the power of giving life. Um, not just here, ancient tribal people all over. So it's not the, the patriarchy, it's the matriarchy. Yeah. Women hmm. are the ones who hold the power because they have the power of life, of giving birth, of holding the life. So they were very well respected, you know, before the whole Judeo-Christian perspective came along and sort of women had their place and all that shit. And it became a patriarchy. Yes. So happy belated um, birthday, Jesus. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was born in like the summertime. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Somebody made a joke about the other day. Like basically the weather outside feels like when actually Jesus was born. Here. You... <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think from an indigenous perspective, giving this power to a woman, a disabled woman is a very strong statement. It makes sense. Um, you know, because women do have power in indigenous cultures. If, for those who don't know, Congress, the U S Congress was based on the Iroquois Confederacy, the clan mothers, who were basically women who advised chiefs, a council of women who advised chiefs. That's what Congress is based off of. Um, So yeah, giving this great power to an indigenous woman makes a lot of sense. Um, But yeah, a a woman with disabilities, I think is an even stronger statement. I don't know if that was Jason Aaron's intent. Um, I feel like that they were just, oh, Echo is going to be on the show. Let's, throw echo do something some yeah. yeah let's do something there and blah, blah 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 i don't think they really realized what a political statement that is of giving the power this big power to this woman this indigenous woman how some of us are like wow that's that's kind of cool um so i'm eager to see her finally use it in these next coming issues because so far this story has just been like her wondering questioning why why she has this and uh and yeah so hopefully we'll get to see some cool shit but for now i'll give it a three out of five cool okay push echo hard i hope done justice going far beyond okay so eli let me ask you a question all right are you done talking about echo or do would you like to hear some more about echo uh i can i can talk about echo <laughs> i'm glad you had no not you me let's let's keep this echo train going like i said they steamrolling i didn't know i didn't know i was going into an echo book but it turns out it was let's talk about avengers number 51 okay yes she's uh part of the avengers now (laughs) she's she's an avenger now so yeah Yeah. let's just let's just kind of threw it in there but yeah she's here and this story is kind of well, she's in the story. I don't know if it says revolved around it, but she's she in it. You know? Like most of the comics she's in. <laughs> right. She's there. She's there. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so this is the first arc of Death Hunters number one. 
So this has got something to do with the multi-dimensional. Oh, there she is, right on the cover. She's on the cover, so she's selling Turning it. On. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, so basically, the book starts off is that we're in Asgard, and Tony and Thor are having a conversation. And basically, you know, if you be keeping with the book, Thor has found out that the Phoenix is his mother now. Or oh, that's right, yeah. Right, or may or may not be his mother, even though. Gaia has been his mother, you know, since as long as he can remember, which is one of the reasons why he he fights for Earth, because he thinks if, if his mother of Earth is there, it's his job to protect Earth and Asgard. But if Phoenix is his mother, he's like, what the hell have I been doing? You know, so he's just working the heavy bag right now. And Tony's just like, look, man, we all got family issues, man. But you need to work this through. You need to figure out what's going on. Matter of fact, what you need to do is talk to Echo. Y'all need to have a one-on-one conversation to see what's going on. He's like, Hell no. I don't want nothing to do with anybody with a Phoenix on them. I don't care. New Phoenix, old Phoenix, whatever. Keep Phoenix the hell away from me. And it turns out the heavy bag he was working was destroyed. So he was being set up. Destroy <laughs> armor the whole what time. Heavy bag? What's a heavy bag made out of? <laughs> right. So he was using destroy armor as a heavy bag. Right. And he was like, look, keep Echo the hell away from me. I don't want nothing to do with any kind of Phoenix. Guy is my mother. That's what I'm dealing with, even though she's never turning my calls right now. I don't care. Guy's my mother. Keep uh, Echo away from me. So that's the thing. But while they're saying that, Echo is on the Rainbow Bridge, you know, the Bifrost Bridge. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get past, you know, Sif. She's like, I need to talk to Thor. And Sif, like, he don't want to talk to you. Well, if I want to talk to Thor, Sif, you really can't stop me. <laughs> she's like, oh, really? So that's when he get, get ready to get going. And, you know, and she, you know, flames up. She's like, look, if I want to get through, ain't nothing you can do about it. But before it gets started, Sif just freezes in, in one spot. And she's like, wait, I didn't do that. But it turns out another phoenix is there. <laughs> a, fe- a variant phoenix. So they go in there in these Marvel, universe, in Marvel books now. So, and that's when they're like, uh-oh, everybody's been frozen right now. But Tony and Thor is like, okay, so why aren't we frozen? And the reason they're not frozen is because Deathlock has saved them. Now, for those who know who Deathlock is, he's a cyborg assassin, blah, blah, whatever like that. Doesn't yeah. matter. In these books, there's actually like an infinite number of Deathlocks. Well, not it's infinite. Pat T. Listening, probably not, but that's one of his favorite characters. Deathlock is awesome. He was on <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So yeah. I know. I'm, I remember that. <laughs> and right. I was like, that's Deathlock, really? <laughs> <laughs> they made it work they made Fuck it work shit. <laughs> you saying that now they gonna bring them back now that they got the variant thing <laughs> but the whole thing is they have like a bunch of uh death locks and the death locks are like basically like an army for the the multi-dimensional whatever and they're basically coming to warn them that these variant masters of evil are coming to kill you and he gets killed. <laughs> so he gets killed by a uh, evil, very Wolverine, Dark Phoenix, who looks an awful lot like Raven from Teen Titans. I'm sure that's not a coincidence. Oh, and this guy. Okay, the guy in the red, that's Killmonger. Is it? Where? Yeah, it's Killmonger wearing a dis- Asgardian Destroyer vibranium armor. I was about to say, red destroyer. I look like red. Is there a red destroyer? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. But they're all variants. It's like this. So they're okay. from different dimensions and shit like that. So they see these guys, and it's just like, what the fuck? If I'm still tripping on Raven from Teen Titans, you know, as the bad guy. But anyway, let's keep going. Uh, and that's when it's just like, and Tony's just like, wait, aren't Killmonger, aren't you a Black Panther villain? 
you know, he's like, look at look at Stark trying to work his tiny little mind trying to figure me out, you know. And Wolverine, you know, evil, they just killing just death locks left and right and stuff like that. Uh, and he's getting an ass kicked, basically. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the point where we're trying to get to. Oh, yeah, Echo shows up. She gets uh, smacked around. But I want to get to this part. <laughs> I, I'm going to come back to Echo, but I want to get to this part right here. This is actually the cool part right here. So that, it's a flashback. We go to Avengers Mountain. And T'Challa uh, brings uh, Echo there. She's like, look, since you got all these crazy-ass powers like that, you need, to be, you need to be on the team. You need to be an Avenger. Uh, so you know how to fight like everybody on the planet. But the database we have here teaches you how to fight like people off-planet. So now you can learn how to fight like anybody. She's like, okay, cool. Give me, and she talks to computer. Give me a list of everybody in the universe that can kill Phoenix. And it's a short list, but it started listing off. You got Molecule Man, you got Thanos, you got Galactus, Living Tribunal, the Beyonders. And she's like, oh, and trying to like, oh, I get what you're trying to do. Uh, like Scarlet Witch, Thor, you know, just naming off people. She's like, oh, you're trying to figure out how to beat the people that can, that can beat Phoenix. She's like, no, I'm trying to figure out how to kill the Phoenix. Because that might be the most powerful person I can have. So I need to learn how to fight like them. So if I case I go up against another Phoenix, I can kill them. So what Echo, we go cut back to Echo fighting that Raven Phoenix character. And she's mimicking Thor. She's fighting like Thor's fighting ability. So she mimics like dual hammers. You know, she... um, What she got? Oh, is she got... Oh, just Phoenix hammers? Yeah, she like makes Phoenix hammers and shit like this. So she's fighting, like, and she does like the gale wind force and shit like that. She does that to, to beat this Phoenix ass. Cause she knows Thor can kill the Phoenix. So she's fighting the Phoenix. She's fighting like Thor. Okay. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So <laughs> then, so then she goes for Killmonger and she just takes Killmonger like he's nothing. She sees Wolverine and she starts fighting like Wolverine. She brings like fire claws and like then like stabs him in the head, but she does like a psychic type <laughs> thing and just puts him down, you know. But then that's when the other Phoenix, you know, like powers up even some more. And then that's when Thor's like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. <laughs> so now Thor and Iron Man have recovered, and then Phoenix like that, and then another Deathlock shows up, and you know, they're just like, Okay, listen, we we got you. It's four on one, we about to take you out. But before they can do that, oh, it's some, some more Deathlocks also. So Dark Phoenix, Evil Phoenix, Raven Phoenix kills the Dark Deathlocks like the nothing. Uh oh, and then Evil Thor shows up. Her son. <laughs> yeah. So and some other shit happens. And yeah, so Tony's calling Cap. He's like, Cap, we got a situation. And Cap's just like, Yeah, we got a situation too. We get our ass kicked out here. He's like, whatever you do, don't let them kill the Deathlocks, even though all the Deathlocks are dead, you know, <laughs> to be continued. So that, that's the book. So Eli, we we got some we got some echo action. We got some that's echo Phoenix cool. action. I'm, yeah. I might have to start reading. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, overall, yeah, I give this book a, a four out of five. It's the beginning of a new arc. They had some cool shit, you know, but I want to see where they go with it. They're basically doing like variant bad guys stuff like that. So you know, all right, yeah, mm -hmm. that's always fun, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, I might jump on then for a little bit. See how this goes. <laughs> Ride the echo train for a while. <laughs> So uh, what you got next? I'll do King Conan, number one. Cool. J Jason Aaron. He's everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> uh, do I got an image? Do I got an image? Let's see. So yeah, this is Jason Aaron. Back on the uh, Conan book. He started, he brought back the Conan book a couple years ago. And then, uh, you know, did a... Because his Thor run was basically just Conan in space. Yeah. Um, there it is. Okay, here we go. Whoops, there it is. 
Okay, here. Um, so yeah, he 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 uh, he he did her like a twelve issue arc, and then I think who like Zeb Wells or somebody uh, uh, took it over for a while, and then um, now he's back with this King Conan arc. So uh, basically, it starts off Conan is shipwrecked on an island. Um, he abandoned his throne. We don't know why, really. Um, and he's wondering where he's at. You know, he doesn't know what island he's on. Um, and But then Thoth Amon shows up and starts fighting him. Thoth Amon is a, a wizard, Stygian wizard who keeps, he's like a, a re- reoccurring, uh, reoccurring uh, enemy in, in Conan stories. No, and Conan hates wizards. You know, motherfuckers who use w- magic are pussies in Conan. Right, they cheat and you know. yeah. So, um, so they have a fight, and um, while they're fighting, you know, we get flashbacks of Conan's time on the throne and how he had a son, and um, how he vowed that being a king would never soften him or make him forget where he came from. That he will always be a barbarian and always remain hard and true to the you know, never forget the hood. Basically, you know. <laughs> <laughs> never get all bougie and shit just because he's a king so um and then you know he tells his son that you know years later that you know he must always you know you know what you know sharpening his sword his son's like why are you sharpening yourself we have swordsmiths that can do us do that for we're royalty we don't need to do that ourselves he's like oh no you know, you you need to you know a sword is like an extension of yourself you need to hone it and craft it yourself so don't ever forget that basically don't you know don't go soft don't be a spoiled brat um so they continue fighting back to the you know him and thothamon are still fighting thothamon is trying to do this spell he's like i've searched for you for years i've been waiting to do this ultimate spell but I need the blood of a king. And he cuts Conan and he's got the, finally he's got the blood. He's like, I finally can do the spell I've waited for years to do. And I've got the blood of a king, your blood. And then he's like, oh shit, this ain't working. And Conan's like, yeah, it's because I'm not a king anymore. I abandoned my throne, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but then the sun sets and it's nighttime. And I guess on this island, the water, low tide happens. Once the sun sets, low tide the waves recede back and all the um you can see like beneath the water where all the water was you can see all these sunken ships and all the bodies of dead soldiers like that that like drowned and shit in the water you can see them all now and then all of a sudden all the dead soldiers zombied up they all rise and start attacking them and uh conan's like damn it wizard and your stupid spells raising these dead zombies to come attack me and Thothamon's like yeah I, that's not me I didn't do this and that's <laughs> and then it bookends so <laughs> it's fun you know it's Conan swords and sorcery and dragons and shit and shit that I'm into I, I, I've always been a Conan fan I was actually doing a Conan podcast last year with Riddle Ogar. of Steel yeah yeah the Riddle of Steel doesn't go on anymore because since Outright Geekery's uh, uh, site crashed but uh well, yeah, I've always been a Conan fan, so this is fun, you know. So four to five. Nice, nice. Okay, all right. So last book I got, last book I'm gonna do is Black Panther number two. Like oh, I, said, I read this, this too. You read it? You did read this, yeah. So, this, yeah. like I said, Coates is gone. He's out of here. 
new guy, John Ridley or David Ridley? John Ridley. John Ridley. Who is David Ridley? I don't know. I keep missing him. Anyway, <laughs> I just I think I just pulled the name on my ass. Anyway, uh, but yeah, basically what the story is is that uh, you know, Black Panther has a whole bunch of assassins coming at them, and he's basically trying to find out how to stop them. You know, how to, who are these assassins? Where they came from, and why they're trying to kill them? And he's got like his war dogs all over the all over the world, and how do they know him? So that's thing. So he's basically just this book starts off. He's trying to get his war dogs, trying to pull them back into the fold. You got to come back home. Because they know where you are. Basically, like a James Bond plot where you know all the CIA just uh, MI6 agents. It's that plot. That's what it is. Yeah. So what we what we got here is that basically the book starts off with T'Challa just telling everybody, you need to come back. Some of them are like, yeah, I can't wait to come back. Some of them are like, nah, I want to come back. And you got this asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, T'Challa. <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, they don't want to come back because some of them have actually built lives on their own, you know. Uh, like Kimura, Kimura, what the name is. She got a whole family, you know, married, kid, the whole thing, house. Like they're like, I can't just leave just because you say so. When you put us out on the field, you told us to, you know, integrate with society, get on with lives. So guess what? This is my life here. So I'm not going anywhere, Chala. You're like, okay, cool. I can't make you leave. Go ahead. But he still got a little shuri bug thing that he's just gonna basically put a track, a track on, a trace on it. You know, that's going on. All right. So, and then we got a B plot with Shuri going on. She's just doing some CIA investigating. Never mind. We cut back to Kamira, and you got that whole long kiss, good night, Charlie Baltimore thing going on. She's just a normal housewife. And she's just like, uh uh-uh, uh, something right. You know, since she's she like, y'all go outside. I'm going to get one of these kitchen knives. I'm going to get ready. Then she, uh, okay, bring your ass. She takes out the Kamira. He's take off her earrings, the Kamira beads. She like bam turns into you know whatever you know she like okay let's go and then the assassins come out they break through the door they're ready to fight they just like come on let's go that's just one assassin just one assassin she takes him takes him on and she stands no chance she's taking out pretty easily yeah like really easily and before she can like uh before the assassin can do like the whole thing and just really just take him out close the house oh he's about to come for her family and he's just like close your eyes it's coming and then boom, you get taken out, and you already know what happened. It's the Chala and his sidekick. I don't know her name yet. I'll learn it later on. Anyway, they're fighting this guy, and he's like, You make sure the fan is okay. I'll I'll take out this assassin. So T'Challa is one-on-one with this guy, and they fight it out, and they go. And the guy actually gets like a good shot in on T'Challa. I don't know if he got vibranium with him also, whatever like that, but he gets him like in the side, like you know, on the on the side over there. I'm trying to see if I can get to it. Uh, so the child think he's down, you know, he's not going to go anywhere. Bam, guess that's where he catches him right there. Shank, you know, he's down, he's about to take his head off, but then the child grabs the blade, you know, like on the old kung fu moves and shit like that. And I love this part right here <laughs> slice, <laughs> you got the whole what's it, onomatopoeia slice, <laughs> Take, <laughs> takes his arm off. He's like, oh, shit. so then, like, he's just okay, who are you working for? Who sent you? You know, the same old stuff like that. Um. But then that's when the guy blows himself up. You know, you never take me alive or something like that. So then while they're investigating the plot, Shuri is working on the cover, you know, getting information from the, the CSI agents. And she's like, okay, cool. I'll fast forward to this. Anyway, they're in the car. They're comparing, comparing notes. Shuri's finding some stuff on her end. She's telling the child what's going on. She's like, look, don't worry about it. I'll get Kimura, Kimura and her family and I'll get them safe. Meanwhile, I gave you a present. Here's some keys. And be safe to Chala. You know, she kills him. You know, she she's his moral compass. You know, sure is always the one that's gonna tell her like it is. 
you know, so they go uh, to the national park and basically, you know, Shuri left him a, a, a plane so they can get around. Like, okay, now we're in business. Let's go ahead and get on. But before they go, his panther t- senses start tingling. You know, I, I don't know what this thing is. And but the plane blows up, cat you know, sense. and then it's his cat senses, right? And he turns around and it's like three of those assassins. One of them got a rocket launch, another's got like a big ass battle axe, and that's it. Next issue is supposed to be him going to Mars to meet his ex wife. So, yeah. okay. Those yeah, guys look like, so, uh, those dudes he was fighting kind of look like the Knights of Ren or um, from Star Wars. Or, I can see uh, it. I... The Nile in the High Republic, the Star Wars High Republic. They kind of have those those symbols on their faces kind of look like the Nile, those space pirates. Right. So there's got to be something going on with that. Here's the thing, Eli. I'm digging it. I've been hearing chatter on people like how they digging this story compared to, you know, people aren't digging this one. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm digging, I guess, because it's like that spy international espionage thing it's it's a more boots on the ground story than what coach was doing i'm digging it plus he's out of wakanda yeah. i don't mind wakanda stories but i like it when he's globe trotting i like those stories better like this this or that nightwing could yeah. have been the book of the week like i really right. dug on this <laughs> yeah i mean just this this is what i like i mean it's i don't i don't know i don't know why people hate on it me i'm still say four to five of the story still building but i'm yeah. in, i'm into it i'm digging it yeah. yeah, it was well written. It was well paced. I like that beginning of him just interviewing all the the nine panel. Yeah, know? yeah. Hey, everybody, because you were getting like different reactions of what people were saying to him. And you know what? Yeah. That I think that's what it was. That fuck you, T'Challa. People just saw that because that that screenshot, that panel has gone viral. Oh, really? So people seeing, yeah, people are seeing that screenshot and they thinking, oh, they're just some more. Oh, uh, you're just uh making you know T'Challa another you know scrub, you know water him down you're nerfing him you know so they think they're doing t'challa wrong and not reading the whole story they're just reading just that story in context i'm gonna see if i can pull it one more time and they're thinking oh if that's the direction you're going with t'challa then i'm out another case of people not reading the article (laughs) not reading the article they just see it and it's like i'm out of it but i i well you want to know what i think (laughs) <laughs> right and that's why i didn't we like i said we that's why we didn't talk about the punisher thing because i didn't want to take stuff out of context about knowing what's going on yeah. and we just forming our own opinion and that's what people are doing with it they see this one panel and they're thinking they already know where the story is going oh you're just shitting on the child again like coach did you know and 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 i get it i get it like if you're a fan of black panther you're very very particular about how he's portrayed in these books not just in these books just in general you know like how they're going to handle him in the movie, like how he is in video games, stuff like that. So when you see portrayal that you're not on board with, you're just like, uh-uh, I can't do it. Because you got to pay very attention to who's making this stuff. You know, like basically T'Challa is like the, you know, super black man. <laughs> you know, he's like a lot of, you know, black comic book fans like us. That's who we idealize ourselves as. Comic book fan, uh, comic books are power fantasies. Superheroes are pan- power fantasies. So when we see Black Panther, yes, it's a power fantasy to us. So when we do see him get nerfed, job, you know, knocked out, stuff like that, we're like, okay, what are you trying to say? If that's the idealized Black man that we know and you're treating him like shit, what does that say? You know, I'm trying to see it from both sides of the angles, but in my opinion, I don't think they're doing it like this in the story, but at the same time, I don't want to see it where he's completely perfect either. You know, there's, there's got to be a balance. Yeah. That's me. And I think that's just a reflection of uh, sort of 
fans in a way, I guess, mm-hmm. um, sort of reflection of the real world. Like, you know, back to that whole, what the whole thing about the Falcon and winter soldier show about mm-hmm. how, why should a, why should Falcon become captain America, a black captain America? What does that, you know, you're going to, he's going to get that backlash. Yeah. It's a cool opportunity, but then he's going to be called a sellout and all right. that shit. And, you know, he's going to have that hate coming from his community and that, I think that's reflected. I think that's being reflected in this book. You know, in a way. I'm digging it, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I want more people to read this book, but I can see why people are not reading the book. Because when you see one little panel like that, and it just scares people away. Yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't read the book. I mean, yeah, the guy's right. angry because he's like, he's he, he's been undercover for how long? <laughs> Right, and now he's being pulled out. You know, so it <laughs> makes sense why you know. He's yeah, like, he's just angry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but he's that's just one panel out of a whole story that really has nothing to do with that guy. <laughs> but that's that's the internet for you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what, what you got next? Uh, uh, the last book I got is Army of Darkness, nineteen seventy nine, number four. And damn it, why? Okay, there it is. Um, so yeah, this is just uh. You know, Ash from Evil Dead. He got sucked into a portal back into the into 1970s New York City, and um, and there's a street gang called the Warlocks. Yeah, the Warlocks. And what the gang leader has the Necronomicon. He's going around destroying all the other street gangs, kind of like the Warriors. It's basically the Warriors meets Evil Dead. Um, street gangs, yeah, this guy's going around killing all the rival gangs, taking their turf, trying to basically rule the world with the Necronomicon, and Ash teams up with another street, their rival gang, and uh, and fights them. Um, this issue was kind of slow, kind of um, kind of stagnant. It's I'm still waiting for the, I, mean, I thought it dragged, it drags the story a little bit. There was a scene where they go to Studio 54. Like it's all disco. It's set late 70s New York. So it's disco era. High, it's, you know, much in swing now. And they go to Studio 54. And they have a brawl, but I was hoping it was going to be like a deadite brawl. You know, like deadites are going to show up. But no, it's just them fighting human gang members. So I was like, that's mm-hmm. it. I was hoping for some chainsaw action and some, you know, some dismemberment. Right. So this, story, this book was a little light on gore. So... But I'm still, I still think it's a fun idea. It's a fun story. But this was a little lacking. So I'll give it a three out of five. Still on the book. I'm still going to read it. I was just like, this one was a little bit slow. So, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, like I said, if you listen this long, well, you got, you got any more books? You, I'm you done. Okay, cool. I'm if you like, listen this long, if you like, subscribe. Um, I guess next week we might do like the end of the year thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it came out of nowhere. Also, Boba Fett. What, yeah, Boba Fett's coming out too. Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, we we because I want to talk about we're gonna talk about Boba Fett. So we're gonna hold off on the end of the year. We might do the end of the year like next week. Cause we need to talk about we need to talk about we Boba have, Fett. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Boba Fett. So we're gonna postpone and talk about Boba Fett as we're gonna do. So and we're gonna have a, a awesome episode for you. Like, so hopefully you like this one. We got one. We actually went deeper into the matrix than I thought we were gonna get into it. And I, yeah, I, thought I thought we were, we were, gonna, thought we were gonna talk in like twenty minutes. We ended up spending like an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we were gonna like brawl it out on here, man. I thought it was gonna be like an one of those, uh, like we were just gonna just you know argue all day like that. You don't know 
It was awesome. No, it wasn't. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> like the internet. We didn't do like that. Like the internet. <laughs> the worst piece of shit ever. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> well, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we didn't do that. We were civil. You know, so I like that. Uh, But yeah, like I said, next week, like I said, done with the Marvel shit. Star Wars is back on deck. So we're going to, you know, get into it. And um, yeah, like I said, appreciate everybody for listening because we finally hit 3,000 uh, downloads on just audio. Oh, yeah. Just audio alone. Not counting That's video, sick. not counting YouTube, Facebook. So, you know, I don't know who's listening. Appreciate you. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, we thank you. Like I said, we're going to keep some more stuff going. Hopefully, this episode will get out there too. So, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Smoking caterpillar